Hello, welcome to another week of the Fiber Coven podcast. We're so happy to be hanging out with you guys, talking about some yarny stuff and some witchy stuff. I'm Lauren from Valkyrie Fibers. And I'm Emily from Kitty with a Cupcake. We usually kick it off with some news about where we will be in the world. And I've got one. I'm going to be at the Sierra Nevada Yarn Crawl. That is basically at all the yarn shops in between Placerville and Reno in the Northern California area. And that's going on from September 21st to 24th during the fall equinox. Lovely. Yeah. Where will you be? Uh, My stuff will be at Brooklyn General in Brooklyn, New York uh, for the New York City Yarn Crawl, uh, the 27th through the 30th of, or yeah, 30th of September and the 1st of October. It'll be there for like a month. So uh, if you don't make it out during the crawl, it will still be there. Uh, I am sending like spooky Halloween-y kind of themed stuff and a lot of stitch marker progress keeper type things to them so keep your eyeballs out for that kemper is also sending some halloween colors and it's kind of like a little joint trunk show scenario uh and then i will be at bitchcraft louisville on october 1st here in louisville at the downtown convention center it is a witch theme show Uh, my booth neighbor is a friend of mine who's an artist who has some cool stuff uh so come check that out and then i will also be at world oddities expo baltimore on the 7th of october yay so many exciting things i finished a little thing this week to jump into our fiber content i finished my vanilla hat i had going on that's nice some, some mystery deep stash i found Um, it was a 50 gram ball and I used all of it. And it was one of those kind of like, uh, yarns that's plied, or I mean, um, marled and fades in the plies, Mm -hmm. um, same concept as spin cycle, but this is a lightweight fingering, not like the very dense, chunky spin cycle stuff, but it's these nice autumnal colors. They're kind of pinky, orangey reds and purples. And I think it's really cute. I've been really digging a box, a uh, square box top for hats lately. So that's what I did. Very nice. Um, yeah. I have another ball of this and I might make a second hat. Sweet. It's a, this is what I've been doing for my vanilla on the go post office knitting. It's pretty. I made socks with yarn that was kind of those same colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's talk about what we've been working on. What's your favorite thing this week you've been working on? Uh, probably my Lord of the Rings blanket, uh, which is my advent project. Oop, I have the cord going through my tote bag here. Let me fix that. Uh, so this is Lantern Light Yarns. They're Lord of the Rings advent from last year that I'm doing all of their... Uh-huh sets uh this is uh if you want him come and claim him Mm -hmm. a very finished stripe Mm -hmm. very watery watery blue gray i think it's supposed Mm -hmm. to be like the water horses river situation Mm -hmm. Uh, and then i started on what has been my favorite color in a little bit of this advent which is welcome to rivendell 
It's so Rivendelli. It's really a soft, pale, pastel-y, naturally earthy. It's it's beautiful. Yeah, there's like some really pastel purples and peaches and like greens hiding in there. It's very nice. It is really nice. I like it. So yeah, working on that. You, my next one, like- my next color is a meme. Because it's one does not simply walk into more. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Which is this. The skein. Oh, it's great. Oh, very variegated. Yeah, it's like a half and half of mm-hmm. like a deep blue and sagey green and some like maroon. Maroon is a very Boromir color. Mm-hmm. Somebody who's dyed Boromir yarn. Yeah. Oh, Boromir. I love him more and more every time I read, every time I read Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. My blanket's coming along good. I actually had to dye up more yarn for it. Oh. It's happening to some of those today. We got little Soka here uh, showing you how much I've done since last week. So we had some cool weather. You can really see it. We got more yellows in there for my high temps, which are like 60s. Um, and then we're back in the 70s and 80s, which is my orangey oranges. And the low temps have been like nice soft blue. So I, I think it looks really pretty. Thanks. Love my crochet blanket. I've become quite the crochet fiend. Yeah, you have. Mm-hmm. Can can I show you my new crochet project? Mm-hmm. So I am doing the crochet kit uh, for the Sierra Nevada Yarn Crawl, and it's Barbie themed. So I'm doing two kits. I'm doing Dream House and Mojo Dojo Casa House. The Dream House is done and dusted, um, but I'm working up my sample. Look at it! It's so pretty. I love it. So this is the Jeweled Facets Shawl by Not Bad Brit. It's the pattern that the shop owner and I chose. I think it's really fun. It's um, kind of a rectangular stole shape. And it starts with this diamond and then it's kind of growing off into the sides. It's flattened out at the top here. Um, And it's really fun. I really wanted to start out with like the platinum blondie color. And then the three pinks and then um, actually the fiber coven helped me decide the rest of the order, which was super duper helpful. Yay. Um, And then I have, so I've got a blondie color and then I've got three different shades of pink. And then I'm working this um, variegated coral and it's so much fun. I like that one. Mm, It's really good. And I have your cute little uh, progress keeper on here and this makes, this making me so happy. Mm Mm-hmm. It's working up so fast. Uh, it's instant gratification of crochet. That's really big already. Mm-hmm. And then I've got my little like bucket of yarn in here in my uh, my home row bag, tote bag. Nice. It's great. And it's then so the only, only other thing I've been working diligently on is my sock testing for uh, serendipitous wool's five year anniversary. I am past the um marker for the heel and i'm a good halfway into the leg for the second sock so i'm making really good progress on this Very nice yeah and this is um in this is a self-striping colorway inspired by one of shoba of serendipitous wool's colorways and um this will be debuting in late september Exciting. what else have you been working on friend um the only thing that i have really worked on Aside from the blanket is my little Mount Pleasant top, mm-hmm. uh, which I have worked on when I needed some vanilla knitting. 
So you can see I've made a lot of progress on this. I love uh, it. Yeah. So I I finished. There's a couple little like shaping increases and I finished those. And now I'm just knitting straight until a measurement. And then uh, I switched to doing like the front and the back. So nice. And that is in some Barbie themed yarn as well from it is. Barbie yarn. Like ruler of Barbie yarn land. Barbie yarn, yarn maven. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. So this is he's just Ken is the peach and uh she's a mermaid is the lavender and this is in the cotton fingering base so it is a cotton top uh and i am being lazy and i'm not alternating skeins because i'm hoping that i can just like get through this ball and not need to use the second ball like at all maybe nice or maybe just like for the back or something you know mm-hmm. um yeah yeah, I'm being lazy, but I, I, yeah, I, I've already done this much, and I only have like, I mean, this is over halfway done of this, so I, I think I'm gonna be pretty okay. And I'm doing the ribbing for the sleeves and the collar in the lavender for contrast. So yeah, mm-hmm. that is coming with me on my trip because it's very vanilla y, and my Steven socks are coming with me too because I might actually get off my butt about like where the heels and the calf increases are getting placed on those so the airplane is a good place to make those decisions well and i'm going to disney world next week and it would be nice to have the second sock like started mm-hmm. as just a little baby sock for knitting in line kind of times mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's nice mm-hmm. that's pretty much it i actually have some acquisitions this week And I got some things that make me really happy. I ordered from Whitney Marie Anderson, who does clay notions. And she just started, and she uses color-changing clay for some of her things, which I think is really neat. Um, And I saw that she has crochet hooks, and you can't see the color-changiness now. But I got one of the color-changing crochet hooks. And when it's not in direct sunlight, it just kind of looks like a Caucasian skin tone. Uh, but when you put it in the sun, it turns all these fun little pinky purples. And I got matching earrings and their little pot leaf studs. <laughs> That's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm really happy with this purchase. And this is the great thing about the color changing crochet hook is that it's making me want to go sit outside on my deck in the sunshine and crochet, which is a huge perk. I absolutely love that about this magic toy I have now. That's awesome. And I just saw she restocked or like has a bunch of these in stock. So you guys should all go, I'll go get some color changing clay. And there's sparkles in here too. Did I mention there's sparkles? You should have mentioned the sparkles. The sparkles are delightful. And you see the sparkles like in any light. That's awesome. Yeah. What'd you get? I forgot to bring one thing, but we've already seen it on the podcast because it was your chopper yarn. Yes, I need to. I'm going to take a picture of my chopper action figure standing on top of the ball. Of yarn. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. So Disney's selling like a little chopper toy, like a little uh, RC I kind of want it. And I'm so I, tempted. I, I wouldn't do anything with it, but I kind of want it. His little arms we, wiggle. Can you imagine terrorizing your cats with that? <laughs> I had the BB 8 one that they made <laughs> for the sequel trilogy, and I did terrorize the cats with that. It, it was fun. 
But yes, so I got that chopper yarn. I'm excited about how fall colored it is. Gonna make some war criminal socks. <laughs> I have ordered a horrendous amount of Star Wars merch in the, so in the next coming weeks. Prepare to see all the things I have purchased. I am so elated about every single one of these things that is coming to me. Yay. <laughs> Um, and Damn the it, other, Filoni, th- you got me, you bastard. Um, the other thing that I got is a Kickstarter order that I placed, um, hey. from Glitch Bat, who is a another local Louisville pin and sticker artist. Hey. Uh, so I, I had to support their Kickstarter because that's that's good karma uh but yes so this was uh i forgot what it was called but it was like a halloween seasons kickstarter so there was like summerween and springween and like it was like halloween for all of the seasons um Mm -hmm. enamel pins and stickers and i got a sticker pack of all of the designs. So this is Springoween, which is a little it's got a flower crown. Yeah, jack-o'-lantern with the flower crown, a little ghost, a little bat. This is my favorite design. Um, that is the pin that I got as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, the pumpkin's really yellow. Yes. Uh, which was a mistake on the manufacturer. It was like a color cho- choice mistake, but I think it looks really good for the spring. Like they, they had posted on their uh updates like the it was wrong and I think had people vote and I think all of us were like, we think it looks great. It looks, it just mm-hmm. looks like a yellow pumpkin. There are yellow pumpkins. This is summer ween, which it's is a <laughs> watermelon. And the drink <laughs> has little ghost ice cubes in it. There's like a little cocktail next to it. It's a jack-o'-lantern mixed in a watermelon. <laughs> uh, and then this is just the fall Halloween. A little pumpkin patch pumpkins there's like little bats ghosts little spider webs some acorns and then this is winter ween which is Aww. a snowman with a pumpkin head la, 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 so that's really la, cute la, 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 and then i got the mini bat stick sticker because that there were mini pins sunglasses. for each of them too mm-hmm. Um, and I think this was the summer one. I'm not 100% sure that I picked. Um, it would so make sense. It's a little got, bat with sunnies on. I got the little bat with sunnies on pin, too, mm-hmm. and my spring a wheat pin. So these are going to go on my little pin banner back there for fan pins, because that's I like to keep all my pins that I get from other artists on that little banner back there. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And it looks I'm like say, you're running out of space. I am running out of space gonna have to get more banners mm-hmm. or they make longer ones have to get longer ones um i don't know i mean it's gonna get heavy i'd get just another just banner another banner mm-hmm. that's yeah. a similar size i uh i think i'm i'm gonna hoard the stickers especially because i have two because i got the pack of the spring away so i'll save one for me for a notebook i'm gonna decorate and then i'm gonna hoard these and send them to like little friends i have a whole pile of stickers that i need to send you because i got you some stickers in salem that i never sent to you i i mean you can just give them to me when i come visit you i know we'll see i might send them to you before that they're actually in my notebook and i keep like they keep falling out of my notebook when i pick it up i need to move them somewhere else it's great but every time they fall out, I'm like, oh, yeah, I should send these to Lauren. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. So that's my are stuff. We ready? 
Mm-hmm. Are we ready to a cult corner? Mm-hmm. So we have kind of a fun Lucy Goosey one this week. In late July, there was the big internet hullabaloo that was like, oh my gosh, the U.S. government admitted that aliens exist and everybody just didn't care and was making memes about it, which was really funny. Um, and we're just going to talk about aliens for a little bit uh, for a cult corner. So what happened was a former Air Force intelligence officer testified in front of the government, Congress, Senate, I don't know, whatever, uh, testified in front of the government about like his experiences and all the, the uh, with within the intel- Air Force intelligence about unidentified um what are they? They're calling them unidentified anomalous phenomena now because they don't necessarily have to happen in the air, air but it's what was previously known as uh, UFOs. And um, they also have changed the name because there's a stigma attached to UFOs. Yes, mm-hmm. of course. The tin hat conspiracy theory mm-hmm. sort of thing. But okay. And this is, okay, I, I'm just taking this from a couple articles I read from like NPR and the AP, which is the ones that I decided were credible. Oh, and PBS as well. Um, I didn't go into like other news sources. Um, but what this guy says is that, and he is a former intelligence officer and what he has been saying, what he said in front of Congress was blanket denied by the Pentagon. So nobody who is currently employed by the government is endorsing what this guy was saying. But like, think what you will about whistleblowers. I'm not saying who is and isn't right. But like the current U.S. government is not admitting any of this. This is a whistleblower. And he said that the government had recovered like things that fell to Earth that weren't from Earth. And that could be anything that could be meteorites. And he said that, like, quote, I'm quoting here, non-human biological matter was recovered. And then all the senators were like, so alien biological matter? And he's like, well, I can't say to that. I could just say non-human. I would make the very big distinction that non-human biological matter does not mean non-terrestrial biological matter. Yes. There could have been birds trapped inside a flying thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, there could be animal and or plant biological matter on, you know, a, say a meteorite or a satellite, something falls We sent to dogs to space. We sent monkeys yeah. to space. <laughs> we don't know what other countries are doing. We, we, there's like a debris of space. There's so much space trash in our orbit. Lots of it's going to be falling to Earth. Um, it's also worth noting that he was able to say these things because they are not highly classified things. Mm-hmm. And if, if, and like basically he is saying that there's like a big government cover up that there are like they found aliens and they're hiding them, like you know, Roswell was right, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if that were true, it would be classified information and he wouldn't have been allowed to say it in front of Congress like that. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. So that's like a little bit silly. And some other people did testify and they were Air Force pilots who had seen um, things. But I will say that pilots have been seeing unexplainable things in in their flights since the very moment humans took to the air. 
Mm-hmm. And like there, we don't understand everything about our planet. We don't know what's in the bottom of the ocean. There are things we can't explain going on in the sky as well, I would assume. And we don't know what every other nation is putting up into the sky. We don't, we don't know. Mm-hmm. And like, if you're a military pilot, especially, um, if you have combat experience, that's trauma you've got, um, the conditions that these people have to go through to pilot a plane are extreme. Like even when everything, like say you have like, you're perfectly neurotypical with no trauma and no bad experiences, the physical, it's physically difficult to operate these, these fighter pilot, you know, these planes, like it's extreme physical stress. You don't know. And, and we don't, we don't know. And I mean, there's also things too, like dark matter. We don't understand that. We don't understand how there's all these like physical things about our world that scientists don't understand. I'm, I'm absolutely certain that these pilots did see something that was unexplainable. Their dash cams and their sensors all experienced something unexplainable. I'm not discounting their experiences. Yeah, but we but don't like, know that it was an alien spaceship. It could have been a number of things. It could mm-hmm. be a spy vehicle from another country. It could be just a drone from another country. That like It could mm-hmm. be so many different things. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like... There's so much we don't know. I think and that the internet memes that were they, they were funny that were like the government says mm-hmm. aliens exist and no one cares. But that's not what was said. And also, there's no like pictures of aliens. There's no like mm-hmm. an alien came and talked to the president. Like people would care if that kind of thing happened. That's not what's happening like, at all. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of feel like too, like say what had been said like the information that had been leaked was that there was non um, non-terrestrial biological matter found on say a meteorite or an unidentified anything that fell to earth that doesn't mean that it's it's intelligent and deliberately traveled here like it's probably just some like arca- you know just some extremophile bacteria mm-hmm. and i mean that's really interesting to think about like the concept of panspermia um but like that's not an intelligent creature that we can or like a being we could communicate with and like honestly it's kind of like either like disrupt disrupt this late stage capitalist hell we're living in or don't bother me with it mm-hmm. like unless you're going to like improve our lives and and or like start the apocalypse like whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> but like I also think it's really interesting how in the 20th century, in the modern era, the way we as humans have described unexplainable phenomena, especially that coming from the sky, has changed from this is a monster or our gods or some sort of divine punishment to being aliens. Because people, since people could, before we could record history, people have been witnessing unexplainable phenomena in the skies mm-hmm. and i mean if you think about like even judeo-christian descriptions of angels like that could have just been like a crazy meteorite like be not afraid like yeah of course that's a thing to be afraid of this shining ball coming down from the sky it's terrifying mm-hmm. yeah and i think it's also 
like in this time period where we are experiencing these unexplainable things and describing them as UFOs in the modern era, like literally everybody has always had intense levels of like trauma. That's very relatable to us today. Not saying that like people before the modern era didn't have trauma because they absolutely did. But like, if you think about everybody that reported a UFO sighting had experienced like, it was just like a freight train of disaster in this like start of when UFOs start coming out, which is around World War II. Like if you think about these people, they experienced World War I. Immediately after that, the Spanish flu, they had a brief respite during the 20s, and then it was the Great Depression, the rise of fascism and World War II, and then immediately into the Cold War, which is just like every single human in America, where all these, it was like paranoid about space age stuff. Mm-hmm. It's social. That being said, I really hope there's intelligent aliens out there who come and fix everything for us, kind of deus ex machina style. I don't think they'll fix everything for us. I think they'll just observe they us won't. from afar until we fix everything ourselves. And then they'll be like, cool, now you guys are cool. We'll talk to you. That's fair. I wouldn't talk to us either. Mm-hmm. And I mean, isn't that the Star Trek rule? If you're it's not allowed Star Trek to go. Rule. It's the prime directive. Yeah. yeah, you can't go talk to people. Until... You can't talk to people until they invent space travel. Mm-hmm. Is it like faster than light space travel? Because Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. can't go talk to people until they could feasibly come talk to you and it's own. also kind of that's the kind of root of that concept in science fiction um like the seed of that is also in the day the earth stood still the classic one i want to say that's from the 50s where you can't there is like a you know intergalactic or like interstellar governing body but like you can't come talk to people until they develop a, atomic power and then you mm-hmm. got to go say like if you take this off the planet you're gonna get death starred like do what you want on your own crap hole planet Mm -hmm. but like you can't take this into space or you will get space ward Mm -hmm. oh sci-fi it shapes how we experience the unexplainable which is a human condition is experiencing the unexplainable Mm -hmm. and that was my rant on also, have you guys seen octopuses? Those things are aliens. <laughs> They're so cool. I love octopuses. <laughs> They're crazy. I mean, there's a reason why Lovecraft chose to put Cthulhu into the ocean. Mm-hmm. Like, and then there's also like Pacific Rim, too. Mm-hmm. The aliens are coming up out of the ocean. Mm-hmm. Ocean's scary. Mm-hmm. But hey, I think we should send more billionaires down in submarines. Go check it out. Oh, they're like guitar hero controllers determining whether they live or die. We didn't send them down there. They went down there of their own accord. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And I just, this is not me discounting aliens because I'm totally believe that we don't understand everything. Oh, I yeah. Just don't yeah. Think I, that, like, I, th- I think this that... leak is not it. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's how I feel too. There are probably aliens. That's not what this this particular government thing was about. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's yeah. why no one cared about it really. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thrilling little digression on the latest quote unquote government whistleblower who was like the government's hiding little green men. Mm-hmm. I. 
don't think they are. And if they did, like people have been killed by our government for way less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's either not true or the government is doing a lot more to hide it. Yep. Yep. Sweet. That concludes a cult corner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going to do a little promo and then be on our way. I'd love it if you're in the Northern California region and you wanted to come check out the Sierra Nevada yarn crawl. I will be having some really cool kits for that. And I have tons of self-striping in stock. That is mostly Star Wars-y. It's really fun. And I will be debuting a new self-striping colorway for Serendipitous Wool's fifth anniversary, also in late September. You got anything going on? Yes, my regular website is up check that out yeah i've got i've got stuff on there i've got good halloween stuff on there stock up for Yay, halloween. halloween stuff mm-hmm. so if you're looking to find us anywhere around the internet please just head on over to fibercuffin.com that will have links to show notes for this episode and all of our other episodes it will have links to our patreon where we do cool stuff with the fiber coven who are rad people and it will also have links to my yarn and emily's art So yeah, if you have any further inquiries, head on over to fibercoven.com and that will get you where you need to go. So until next week, keep making yarn magic. Bye. Bye.